Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. No baby yet. Not quite. No baby yet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. Please, 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 please. We would like that a lot. You can send us an email at info at gallerypodcasts.com. And this week, we have the Sussexes giving us an update on their birth plan, but like not really an update, you know? It's a non-update update that we have to talk out a little bit. And then we have the Cambridge and Tyndall day out, a.k.a. my favorite day. Yeah, this was a holiday for Caitlin. It really was. <laughs> wow. And then we have two of our own personal queens discussing the royals. Yes. Not Ms. Tina Lawson. Oh. Not this week. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Um, so we have all of that. Um, but first we have... Royal refreshment. A royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. You made us a gin and tonic. No, no gin and ginger. Gin and ginger. Is that it was, a thing? Yeah, it sounds like a thing. <laughs> I've definitely had gin and ginger gin before. And ginger. I mean, I like ginger and everything. And it's Bombay dry gin, distilled London dry gin. That's what it says. British, British. Yes. Okay. And we're having this non-tonic but gin drink in honor of the Queen. For it is almost her birthday. Yes, yes. That'll be our week in royal history. Spoiler alert. So <laughs> hold on for that. But does she, gin is her thing? I feel like she has so many things. Dubonnet. Dubonnet and gin, remember? Oh, yeah. I mean, we tried. Oh, wow. it was bad. Early episodes of the pod, we really, like, we bought a big old bottle of Dubonnet and we suffered for weeks through that thing. And then we tried to make Pim's cups and we got a lot of, like, comments like, they're so bad at making Pim's cups. <laughs> Which we were. And I welcome those back soon because they're such a great springtime drink. But the Dubonnet, I think, has gone off into that good night. It was just so bad. It was so bad. I can't revisit that. I don't know how she does it. I don't know. I mean, I wish Dubonnet all the luck in the world. But <laughs> I am just not cut uh, out for it. No, no. I... Uh, I don't like she has access to all the best liquor in the world and that's what she chooses. I don't understand it. Um, and then so, before we get into things, we have a, a listener email. And this is a weird one because um, our producers wouldn't let us read it beforehand. Yeah. So we're not sure what we're reading, but I'll read it aloud. If I'm you, nervous. If you would like to sip your gin and gin. I'm honestly really sure. nervous, which I shouldn't be because every time we've had like a secret, it's usually like oh, a pleasant it's surprise. Nice. What is it? Oh, my gosh. OK, so. um. Hey, Lisa and Caitlin, I'm here waiting to go in and get a routine MRI for my multiple sclerosis. It's not fun, TBH, but overall, I'm doing well and I'm very healthy. I'm terrified of MRIs, though. I get very anxious and I ha- when I have to get them. But sitting here listening to you two on Really Obsessed is really relaxing me and making me laugh. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. It's like I have two brilliant, witty girlfriends here hanging out with me who, of course, share my interest in the royals. Thanks for creating a podcast that's so fun, full of joy, positive, and so very well done, and I'm proof that it really impacts people, probably beyond what you can imagine. You're bringing some sunshine into a crappy day, and I'm grateful. Keep up the amazing work. God save the pod, and God bless you too. Jen. Jen, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm tearing up. 
That's really that's really nice. Okay, that's a that's a good secret from the producers. That's I appreciate so that very much. I'm so happy to hear that, John. I'm so glad we could help in any possible way. Um, I am so terrified of all medical everything. I've had MRIs before. Yeah. Like claustrophobic. Yeah. I just Gosh. that's that's really tough. So I'm happy to hear that we are alleviating any of that tension at all. And thank you so much for writing and that's really, really lovely. And we wish you all the best, Jen. Thank you so much for writing in and sharing that with us. Thanks, Jen. Oh no, we're so smushy. Oh my gosh. Lisa <laughs> just wanna, tears like, in her eyes. <laughs> I wanna hug you, Caitlin. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Oh goodness, goodness. I feel like now I feel I feel like I can't be joking now about I know <laughs> anything. Um but that's wonderful. I mean, I guess we can be joke. We're not going to be too jokey because the next thing that we have to discuss is um, This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. The most important week in royal history every year. Yes, because it's Queen Elizabeth's birthday. Queen Elizabeth's birthday. Sunday, yes. Sunday, April 21st, 1926. Unbelievable. Um, yes. So what do we have in front of us? So... Her official celebrations um, are usually held during Chooping the Color. Yes. Which, as we remember last year, that's when Megan wore her off-the-shoulder yes. pinky-looking thing. Yeah. Carolina I, Herrera, I believe. I think so. I always like Chooping the Color because you usually get the entire gang, um, or at least mm, the important gang. <laughs> and that's not my designation. That's really the Queen's designation. Remember there, how, like, last year there was word that Charles, Prince Charles, wanted to narrow down the group on the balcony? Like, he wants that shot to not be so crowded. He wants it to just be, like, his kids. I have no recollection of that. <laughs> Maybe that was the thing, but I don't remember yeah. it. Or he's like, when I take over, we're only going to have the important people up here, not rando, like, not some cousins. So, yeah, but it, anyway, it's usually the event where the gang's all there in a row and dressed very, you know— formally and you get to see prince george give a little salute to the planes as they go overhead it's so cute but so her actual birthday she spends privately um although it's marked publicly by gun salutes in central london and um she's going to be 93 unbelievable that's crazy but now we're reading an article and it says princess elizabeth alexandra mary was born um to the duke and duchess of york later king george and queen elizabeth um, and then she became queen in 52, and that's when she started celebrating her official birthday. Because as we've established, the monarch gets two birthdays. Yeah, the second Saturday of June is the usual date of the British monarch's official birthday. So fascinating. I love June myself, so I too, if I could like split it up, I'd have my actual birthday like with friends and family in March. And then a countrywide celebration of me in June when everything's like beautiful and happy. Well, I'm looking forward to going on a stretch limo in June. <laughs> we did do that for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. It was great. Wow. Um, but so, yeah, so this is her 67th birthday that she's had as queen. That's crazy. Like, what do her people get her now for a gift? You know, it's kind of, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. It is a toughie. Well, happy birthday to her. And thank you for giving us this family that has given us this podcast. Yes, thank you for our podcast. We appreciate it. It's really nice of you. <laughs> and thank you for having corgis. And thank you for wearing great outfits. And thank you for all your strength throughout the 20th century up until now. And just wow. Thank you for inspiring The Crown, which entertains me when it chooses to air. It also enrages you. It does. When it doesn't air. So it does. So that's like 
a double-edged thing. We won't we won't get into it this episode. Yeah. I was I was so angry last week. <laughs> no more ranting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now we have some Sussex updates and non-updates. The first that we have the global Sussex baby shower. Yeah. So we discussed this last week that, of course, they responded um, to say, like, we see that you guys have done this. Thank you so much for doing this. And here are four more um, charities or nonprofits that you can support if you wouldn't mind. And they I, people did. You know, the fans did. And they responded again. Um, yes. But they they wrote directly to you like they addressed yes. the reader of the Instagram caption as you, which is pretty amazing. So they're like, just one week ago, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex asked that you kindly consider supporting various organizations around the world in lieu of sending gifts for the upcoming arrival of their firstborn. Not only did many of you lend your support, you took action. Mm-hmm. That's like beautifully written. And yes. I've seen a lot of places speculate, like, did Megan write this herself? Or is this just like an American voice? Because they said that some of the terms were like American terms, even though they had British spelling. Right. Like she's, they say organization, like, thank you for, you considered supporting various organizations and organizations that sold with an S instead of a Z. But then that's British. That's British. But then they say diapers instead of nappies. Yes. So very interesting. So who knows? Um, although, yeah, I mean, you don't really know. We don't know, but I I do feel like it feels more personal that all that language of you and in the second paragraph, it's all caps like um, you. Yeah, they're chose to be yeah. part of the collective good, and you have made a real difference. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it did impact me, this, like, use of the second person, because I was like, wait, I haven't donated yet. And I feel like I'm per- me personally, I'm letting Meghan Markle down. So I need to get on that. So another thing from this, they also referred to their child, their forthcoming child, as baby Sussex. <laughs> yes, it's true. So it's it, very cute. It's very funny because I don't. Yeah, I don't think they've done that sort of publicly before. They referred to the baby, of course, um, and like as a sort of character in their lives. But to call it Baby Sussex as we call it Baby Sussex also feels kind of like a fan nod, you know. And so they um, kind of outlined some of the impact that has happened because of some of the donations that have been received. So the Lunchbox Fund will now be able to provide a minimum of 100,000 additional hot, nutritionally fortified meals to children in dire need across South Africa. That's unbelievable. 100,000 additional meals. Yes. And then Little Village received donations from all over the world, and they've increased their mon- monthly donor. They've also had more volunteer applications, and they've re-energized their team of 200 plus staff and volunteers. Yeah. And for Well Child, it said they they can now provide 300 plus additional hours of specialist care because of, I guess, the financial um, contributions. And Baby to Baby has received over 5,000 products to disperse to children in need, um, which they do. They they said that they received donations from around the world, from Guadalajara to Italy. Um, another like sort of nod to both them being British and American was they wrote whether a $5 donation or a thousand pound contribution. So it was like dollars and pounds, you know? Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I just don't look at like punctuation <laughs> and stuff like that. No, I, I think it's, I mean, of course, like as Americans, we flip through their Instagram and we're like, yeah, $5 donation. But of course, like they're British royals. Yes. So it is ah. noteworthy that they say $5 or thousand pounds. I, it was just really amazing. And like I've said the last couple of weeks, I'm just really impressed with how they're using the Instagram account to connect so directly with fans. Mm-hmm. I find it really moving. And of course, I am hopeful that it's a harbinger of us getting baby pictures that way. Hopefully. I like it. And then another thing that they announced on Instagram, um, they uh, 
I mean, I'm sure they also announced in like a press release, but they put it on Instagram so like people could see it directly. We are excited to announce that the Duke of Sussex and Oprah Winfrey are partners, co-creators, and executive producers on their forthcoming mental health series launching on Apple in 2020. The pair have been developing the series for several months and are looking forward to sharing such an important project on this global platform. I completely forgot this had happened in the last week. It feels like it happened so long ago. I know that's just the problem with the current state of news. There's just so much stuff I can't like remember. Again, you would think there would be no Sussex news while we like wait for this baby, but no, Harry's announcing like a TV, like a documentary with Oprah. Um, I think it's amazing, obviously, that um, he, much like William and Kate as well, that this is really the issue that they clearly care about a lot. Um, Harry has some of his pet issues. He also is involved very often with veterans, um, of course, but this is really something that he shows that he cares about again and again is mental health. Um, And to team up with Oprah, like to be a fly on the wall. (laughs) Oprah. I'm sorry. Can we just like see? Okay. Yes. He's royalty. He's prince. Yes. My um, podcast is called Royally Obsessed. But like this is Oprah. Like that is like a whole nother level. It's just so funny because I always wonder when these kinds of like super, super stars come together, like the most famous people on the planet Earth. Like how many, what's the planning process like? Do you think like, for example, Oprah called him up and was like, hey, let's do something together. Like what was the genesis of this project? I love thinking about that. Like, or she knows that he is involved with mental health causes. Like, did she reach out to him? Did he reach out to her? How did this partnership happen? I love imagining it. I love imagining their like brainstorming meetings and did they get sandwiches and how, you know, what do they talk about? I love these two. I want to know their vibe together. Are they like buddies? I mean, I think that they are close because here's the thing. Um, well, not like best friends, but like friendly close. Yeah, because clearly respect each other. Because Oprah went on CBS This Morning, which I don't know if I've said is how I start every morning <laughs> by watching CBS This Morning um, with Gail King. So obviously her best friend Gail is a host. So she was on CBS This Morning and she was on there to talk about the project with Prince Harry. But then she was also asked about Meghan Markle and whether she felt like Megan was being treated unfairly, and Oprah said, I feel that if people really knew her, they would know that she is not only everything we perceive her, We sorry, that she is not only everything we perceive of her in being graceful and dynamic in holding that position, but she just has a wonderful, warm, giving, loving heart. I think it's very unfair. And then she also said that uh, Megan doesn't read anything. Like, she and Gail had a back and forth about it. And then she's like, I think it's just remarkable that in spite of, despite everything that's going on, she does not read anything. Yeah, more grown up than I, more mature about it than I would be. Oh, yeah, I read literally everything. <laughs> but, but the thing Every is, comment. I felt like Oprah seemed, like, you know, it seems like she talks with them regularly. And, like, Gail obviously was at the baby shower. Oprah was at the wedding. It's just unbelievable. I mean, it's very believable because they're both amazing people who do wonderful things for the world. But it just it's so interesting to think that, like, as Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they can probably further whatever cause and with whatever people they choose. Like they can partner with whoever they want, I would imagine. I don't know. Like, it's just really interesting to me. We've talked in the past a little bit about remember when I don't remember what the event was, but we talked about how. Prince William was speaking at an event um, about mental health and how he had a really hard time getting celebrities to partner with him to talk about mental health. And he eventually got like Lady Gaga to do it. And I was like, who says no to Prince William? I would I would be like, here are my therapist notes. Like, what (laughs) like what do you want? I would do anything if Prince William asked me to help further a cause. I'd be like, like, here's my childhood diary. Yeah. Like, what more do you want that I can help destigmatize mental health? But um, yeah, I'm just so 
glad that these two people are teaming up. And it also, what the only thing that bothers me about the whole project is that we don't know much about it. <laughs> yeah. Like the statement was long, but it was kind of vague of just they're going to have a, a series. It will come out in 2020. It'll be on Apple TV. Um, Apple's really doing quite well with the the series that they're planning. You I know. know. This is for a different podcast that we don't have, but I really want to see the Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston one. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, that's a tangent. So then there was another announcement out of Buckingham Palace about Harry and Meghan basically saying, this is a private time. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, of course... I am living on the edge right now. So when I woke up, because I like woke up to that one and I woke up and saw that there was a, you a know, statement. I go on Twitter now very, I, I sort of always did, but I've tried not to with politics being what they are right now to start my day with Twitter because it's not good for my heart. So, but what a luxury. <laughs> but I do right now because I expect that like I'll get baby Sussex news that way. So I, I go on Twitter and I see all the Royals reporters that I follow are sharing a screenshot of a statement from the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. And I was like, here we go. This is it. But it wasn't. It was no. a statement just to say, like, so just so you know, we're going we're going to be keeping the baby's like immediate arrival private. Yes. So the statement says in part, their royal highnesses have taken a personal decision to keep the plans around the arrival of their baby private. The Duke and Duchess look forward to sharing the exciting news with everyone once they have had an opportunity to celebrate privately as a new family. And that's, like, perfectly reasonable. That's, like, a normal thing to do. Yeah. Like, when I'm not in the delivery room with any of my friends as they give birth, nor do I expect them to stand outside and have, like, a photo op immediately after giving birth. So, like, oh, yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. We, of course, would love to see some pictures, but now that we got this Instagram account, you know. Yeah, it means that we don't know how we're going to see photos. I saw some, like, sort of rumors that popped up of that meant that we're going to get, like, a posed photo later. Um, But frankly, we just don't know. Like, there has been lots of speculation of what that means. Like, okay, that means that she won't do, like, a photo op four hours postpartum, but when will we get a photo or what? when will we get news? And will it come out on that, like, placard in front of Buckingham Palace the way it did with Kate's kids? And we just don't know. We don't know, but, you know, I I think good for them for, like, keeping some things private. Obviously, we crave the content, but, but like, it's, it's her body. Let yeah. her, like, have yeah. her health. And I'm glad that they're making this choice together and that they made this statement. And um, so we don't know. And honestly, that means that, like, when the baby comes, maybe we won't find out for a couple of days. And, of course, that's her prerogative. Um, it just means that... I live further and further out on the edge of mania. The only thing we do know, we're looking at this People article. And so Charles and Camilla announced that they're going on a trip to Germany on May 7th. So People was like, so hopefully this means that the baby will be here before May 7th, which is like the timeline that Megan gave anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't call it like a hint, (laughs) but it is sort of an indicator that this baby... I mean, sort of duh. Like, we knew that. Like, the baby's coming in the next couple of weeks. It's just, like, it'll come. It'll come. But, yeah, I felt like this, yeah, that was sort of an indicator of the baby will be here by May 7th. Then One way or another. Speaking of babies slash children. Oh, my God, you guys. The Cambridges and the Tyndales were out. Oh, and my God. Caitlin got so broody that she exploded. So broody. I just, I really appreciate um, 
all the listeners and Roros who like messaged me. I know <laughs> me, they're like, "Good luck, Caitlin." Me specifically about this because um, I love Mia Tyndall. I love the Tyndalls in general, but I specifically love Mia Tyndall. I can't explain why. Um, I think it's just the way she jauntily holds the purse in those silver jubilee photos. Vanity Fair, yeah, Annie Leibovitz. Exactly. I just loved those images. It's so funny to me. Um, so was so thrilled that we got a Cambridge Tyndall outing. Um, and where exactly were they? It was at the Burnham Horse Trials in Norfolk, which is near their home at Anmer Hall. And that's where they've been, the Cambridges have been staying during the Easter holidays. And there are just so many pictures of, um, I mean, the people that we can see, William, Kate, Charlotte, Prince George, Mike, Zara, Mia, Lena, and you know who we don't see, Louis. That elusive royal baby. See, now you, you took me from excited to right back down because... Oh, I'm so sorry. Let's go back up. Where is this baby? It's back his, up to the excitement. It's <laughs> his birthday the next week, and we'll get into it next week. He'll be out. Spoiler, probably be our week in royal history. But, like, where is that baby? But let's, let's not do that. So here's what we got from this appearance. We've got... Mia and George doing a sort of thing that, like, little kids do of, like, I'm taller than you, like, forehead to forehead sort of thing to see who's taller. Yes. We got George with a sword on <laughs> Mike Tyndall's shoulders. Covering his eyes. And he's very, like, good-natured about it, which is polite of him. And then you— <laughs> Also, it's dangerous. Like, also, it's dangerous. Kids. You, you had Mia on Prince William's shoulders. You had Charlotte on— Kate's shoulders and they were wearing sort of matching outfits which crushed me like Charlotte was wearing like a little plaid skirt but they were both wearing navy um like puffy like thin puffy coats which were really cute um this was one of those moments that I was like Char- I actually like just double checked on Charlotte's age because she looked so old to me like she looked like a little girl not a toddler and of course she is becoming a little girl but at the double check she's still only three she turns four in a couple of weeks oh wow yeah I know she looks like five or six so this is one of those things where it's a like a family outing and they just kind of look like a normal family but of course like they had to have known they'd probably be photographed, but it all they just they don't look bothered by it. They're just living their lives and being normal. Yeah. I love that George is like always playing with something. Um William looks extremely British in his <laughs> um newsboy cap. He does. You're like, oh, there they are in their country. Like that's them being country. You the know? only people wearing those, the Brits, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, I just you got some of the all time best funny faces from Charlotte when she's they were like riding a ride she and Mia and it looked really fun and she's making these like really goofy faces which was like just awesome and you have Kate playing with George's hair a bunch and we do have like an image of the baby Lena Tyndall looking like such a little um, cabbage patch kid you just see her like perfectly round head sticking out of the baby carriage so freaking cute and this was kind of perfect, like perfect timing because Vanity Fair had a story about Prince George's surprisingly normal kindergarten life. And yes. it it had this really great paragraph from a fellow parent. And I'd like to read it if you would. Care to hear I mean, that. it's a great detail. I'm just going to say, of course, that like it's not great that a parent. I mean, I'm oh, thankful yeah. for this story. I included it myself because I wanted to discuss it. But like not cool that there's a parent giving secrets to Royals reporters. Although I saw Big Little Lies. I know what it's like for parents <laughs> at an elementary school. Like I know. 
<laughs> Timely, yes. The it's an HBO out. show, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> um, so uh, Prince George is obviously year one at Thomas's Battersea School in South London. And so the quote from the parent is, George is really happy at school. His nickname is PG. 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 It's not Archie. <laughs> like, it's so cute. It is cute. Like, um, who calls him PG? Like, I don't think the little kids started that. Not I mean, the other five-year-olds. Who knows? Who started that? I'm fascinated by this. And then it's a, the parent says, he's very popular and has lots of friends, and there's very little fuss made about who he is. Either William or Kate do drop off, and they're always very friendly. William particularly loves to have a chat with some other parents, and he works out with some of the moms at the Harbor Club after drop-off. He's very chatty and amiable. He works out with some of the other mums. I hope that means they go to spin class. I love that idea. That's like the secret. I mean, I was I was very focused on the PG thing because it's adorable. But he works out with the other moms. I love that so much. I mean, if you want to take a flywheel class with me, I will do it. Yeah. And this article also notes that, you know, a, a neighbor of theirs in Norfolk says that they, William and Kate, love to be outdoors, that the kids spend the majority of their time outside. And someone said they have a walled garden with fruit orchards and vegetable plots. And George and Charlotte are always outside helping dig or plant something. <sighs> Oh, no, someone, like, Caitlin needs to have a kid. <laughs> Somebody, like, just let her, like, hold your baby. That crushed my heart. That's really just lovely. I mean, it, it goes back to sort of last week when we were talking about the Mulberry Walk, um, of how idyllic and just insane, insanely beautiful Windsor sounds for the Sussexes to live there with baby Sussex, you know? Yeah. How this baby's going to have tons of property to just crawl around and have have a normal life. And I love that these kids get that, too. It's just really nice. It is nice. And then a fashion icon talked about Megan a couple uh, of times, actually. Yes. So Anna Wintour, who is the editor-in-chief of Vogue, she was at the Women in the World Summit, um, and she had a little quote about Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that, um, I've been thinking a lot about suits recently, so thank you to the Duchess of Sussex, suggesting that she might wear a suit like yeah, Megan. It was sort of in con- like she was being interviewed by Tina Brown, who used to be the editor chief of Vanity Fair, and they were talking about personal uniforms. And Wintour, Anna Wintour is always wearing like a printed dress, you know, mm-hmm. um, and like a statement necklace, and sometimes it's a floral or, you know, something like that. And they're talking about personal uniforms. And so she was like, Meghan Markle is pushing me out of my comfort zone. Um, and she said, obviously, like, I'm, I'm thinking of considering a suit. Obvious, and then she went on, obviously, her style is fantastic of Markle. When she went on that trip to Australia and New Zealand, she was very respectful in choosing a lot of unknown Australian designers to wear, which was great. But I think most, more importantly, she's really bringing modernity to the modern to the royal family in a way that's inspiring. Wow. High praise. And she's British. Oh, that's true. She is. <laughs> so, she is British. It's like special praise, I think, from a Brit because, you know, we have our own relationship to the royals. But this is a, a very um, important British person with in tune in terms of fashion. So yeah. and then she approves. She spoke about Megan again um, in an episode of Vogue's YouTube series, Go Ask Anna. And she says, um, oh, so a reader asked her for pregnancy dressing recommendations. And she said, I've been very taken by how Meghan Markle has been dressing. The Duchess of Sussex has been dressing throughout her pregnancy. Her heels actually seem to be getting taller every time I look at a picture of her. And then she went on to give 
pregnant. Maternity dressing tips. When pregnant, I think it's very important to continue wearing your own personal style. I never understand why women suddenly decide they want to hide their pregnancy. Why not celebrate it? It's an incredibly joyful time in a woman's life. It's nothing to be hidden and be ashamed of. It's so much better to flaunt it. So go for it. I mean, again, we've never been pregnant, but um, women are allowed to wear whatever they'd like to wear. That's important to note. Yes. And if uh, anybody at any stage of their life would start would like to start wearing gigantic clothes that flow over their body, all the more power to them. That I said, am wearing a loose-fitting dress <laughs> for a reason, and that reason is pizza. Comfort and joy. <laughs> um, so, yes, I, I'm glad that she is a fan of Megan. Um, I'm going to indulge in some speculation. Will you allow it? As long as everyone's clear, it's speculation. Speculation. Not for quotation. The royals are fans of um, Condé Nast magazines. They often work with um, Vanity Fair. Yes. Remember, um, of course, Prince Charles did a cover of Vanity of British Vanity Fair last fall. And the Queen did an American Vanity Fair cover with the Corgis, one of my favorite magazine covers of the last 20 years. Um, Megan did Vanity Fair. Megan did Vanity Fair when she and Harry were like officially out. She did like an interview where she actually talked about Prince Harry. Kate did British Vogue. Kate did British Vogue. And um, Eugenie and Beatrice last year did British Vogue oh, yeah. in September. So would I be opposed to Meghan Markle on the cover of Vogue? Shocking. I would not be opposed. What if it's like <laughs> Meghan and Harry and the royal baby just like Tom Cruise, uh, Katie Holmes <laughs> Surrey. and Surrey? You are killing me. Again, <laughs> this is part speculation, part um, fantasy yes. and dreams. So <laughs> as just as long as we're clear. Yeah. I, and so in case that gets picked up anywhere, that's not like a shocking thing to say. Of course, I would love to see Meghan Markle on the cover of Vogue. I would love to see her on the cover of lots of things, like not tabloids, but like in a beautiful photo shoot. She's very beautiful. I'd like to see her that, like that. Um, I'm just saying that's interesting. And if Anna Wintour is talking about how awesome she is. Maybe something's in the works. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? knows? We both have... (laughs) You can't see this, but both Lisa and I have both hands up as if, like, don't shoot. I'm just saying it's speculation. Whatever. Um, So we have one queen, Anna Wintour, speaking about the Duchess. And then we have another personal queen of ours commenting on her. And that is former First Lady Michelle Obama. Yes. So remember in 2009 when she met Queen Elizabeth and put her arm around her and then everyone's like oh she broke royal protocol etc etc um so she's on a book tour right now and she was in london and so she kind of addressed it she said yikes sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) she said i learned over the course of my time on the international stage to either hold my hands together tightly or behind my back to sort of make sure i was thinking before i reacted naturally i don't know that i could have done anything differently because it was a natural human reaction but um Apparently, they gave her a little pin, the queen. Aww. They gave her, like, a presidential pin. She said, I remember, I don't know if it was the first visit or second visit, but we gave her this little pin. But I think, more importantly, she's really bringing modernity. Oh, sorry. That's that's the Anna Winter Again, no. quote. No, I just it goes flipped on, it over. It goes on the evening <laughs> of the dinner over. after we exchanged gifts. We were standing in line, and she had on a beautiful outfit. I'm sure it was covered in diamonds and a crown. And in the gloriousness of that outfit she had on, she put on that little bitty pin we gave her. <laughs> Caitlin, this just reminded me of in Friends when Rachel didn't realize that the page of her recipe had gotten stuck to another page. And so she like made a trifle with meat in it. Yeah, she didn't realize that like her trifle was not what a real trifle is supposed to be. You mixed up Anna Wintour and Michelle Obama, who hasn't been there. (laughs) Who hasn't been there. They're, again, two queens. But I just love that she – so this was Michelle Obama on her book tour. And I love that like – 
on a stop in London. She's like, okay, okay, I'll address the elephant in the room. I put my arm around your queen. Um, I completely forgot about this. Like, I knew it was it was a thing, but um, it was so, I mean, 2000, it was 10 years ago, so I don't remember I it quite that way. I can't remember last week, so. I also can't think of a time of, like, Michelle Obama acting, like, improperly or impolitely. Like, that seems impossible to me. But I love that she gave this sort of soundbite where she's like, listen, it was a, I don't regret it. It was a natural thing. Like, who wouldn't want to put their arm around Queen Elizabeth? I would probably do the exact same thing. I'm a very embarrassing person. I mean, you are, but that's why we love you, Caitlin. <laughs> I just would want to put my... Again, I'm not proud of the reactions I would have, and I'm I'm trying to steal myself for the moment when I, like, happen to run into Meghan Markle on the street. You're like, I have a podcast about you. Hug me. <laughs> I have a podcast about you. Selfie. Um, obviously, that's what I would do. Obviously. I would just be like, lady. <laughs> Good day to you. And also for what it's worth, like, from what I recall, Michelle didn't, like, grab her into a bear hug. I think they were posing for a photo and she put her arm around her. You I can't know? remember exactly, but it was something like but, that. But, like, she shouldn't have touched her. It should have just been, like, hands at your sides. <laughs> hands where I can see them. <laughs> like us when we're speculating, will yeah. Meghan Markle be on Vogue? Exactly. So just really cute. I still, I just love them. I love them. Just plenty of updates, but... It's not the updates that I want. Not yet. Not yet. So before we adjoin the world, <laughs> so we do some lows and highs. It's time for the royal highs and lows. What's your low? My low will be that I'm sure whenever we find out about the baby, I will be sleeping and I will wake up and I'll be in a panic because I'll try to write about it really fast. Correct. Um, my low is no Prince Louis at the horse trials. I mean, valid. Where is he? <laughs> this Where elusive he? baby. I just think it's especially rude that we got baby Lena, who's three months old or whatever. She's she like is. nine months old. Is she? Yeah. Remember we did this last time when we oh talked my God. about her. I can't And you're like, her. she's like two days old. I don't appreciate Tyndall babies until they're running around on the grass. I think <laughs> that's a rule. Um, but it just goes to sh- like she's younger than Louis. Why can't Louis be there? I mean, I assume we'll see something for his birthday. Maybe. Who knows? But that's actually good to know because that means we'll get it before the next, we'll get it before the next recording of the next episode. Phew. Phew. Thank goodness. If indeed it happens, but that's my low. What's your high? Um, My high will be Oprah with the Sussexes because. Correct. I mean, Oprah. Like, Oprah is my high in life. Like, the fact that (laughs) Oprah exists is just a high that, like, I'm... How lucky are we to exist in the same universe as Oprah? And I'm glad to know that that's something to look forward to in 2020 is whatever this format of this docu-series is about mental health. I'm really excited to see how it comes together. Mm -hmm. Um, My high is this gosh darn adorable event at the the horse show. Mm -hmm. Um, Really great. One of the best Princess Charlotte faces to date making her a little scrunch face of joy when she's riding the rides. I love that. Um, Until next week, you can drop us an email, info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We have a real review (laughs) and it's very funny. It's very funny. Um, Would you like to read it? Sure. Don't get mad, though. Oh, no, I'm not going to get mad. I love it, actually. I think it's the (laughs) highest praise that we could receive, the two of us. Um, Fun but not gossipy. Uh, Loving this podcast. It's fun and mindless (laughs) for my drive home from work. I really appreciate that Caitlin and Lisa don't perpetuate gossip, though. They're respectful of the royals, and I can get on board with that. I just love the mindless thing. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I think that it's what I get because as I discuss my Bravo journey, I have told many people, like, it's like mindless. I just have it on in the background and I, I too can be on in the background. Listen, there's real joy in mindlessness. It's a really tough world out there. I mean, we both love Vanderpump Rules and that's because it's like you, t- you put it on and you just like zone out and enjoy yourself. If I can bring that to anyone listening, I'm very happy to do so. Although don't zone out while you're driving. Concentrate on the yeah, road. Yeah, concentrate on the road. Um, that review was from Kelsey C412. You guys can also leave us a review because it helps the show. And keep us on the air. That's why we ask for that. It's, and lets people know how mindless. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not just pure vanity. It keeps a show on the air. Yes. Um, follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You may have seen that we've had some really fun like things that we're doing to count down the royal baby. Um, our wonderful social media team made a little graphic where you can make a guess about the baby, um, the name and the birthday and gender and who the grandparent godparents will be. My guess was, I think, Alice... Elizabeth Diana or Diana Elizabeth, which is like kind of cheating because that was Charlotte's middle names. I don't know. I don't know. And I also made my date that I guessed April 16th, which is today, the day we're recording. So I guess I'm wrong. I made it the April 16th because I cannot wait anymore. And I was being optimistic. I haven't made any formal guesses, but I think we all know it's Lisa. (laughs) Whether boy or girl, no one cares. It's just baby Lisa. It's obviously baby Lisa, Lady Lisa of Brooklyn, (laughs) obviously. Um, And then you can follow um, the actual Lisa. Oh, Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at the cut. And you can read her write-up of this baby whenever it comes because it will probably exist yeah on the cut.com i'll be blogging she'll be blogging um you can follow me caitlin i won't be blogging about it but i'll be posting exuberant gifts on my instagram story probably <laughs> um at hey k men's h-e-y-k-m-e-n-z and you can read my writing at caitlinmenza.com and until next week when hopefully we'll have something at least prince louis uh, we'll have prince louis to discuss if no other baby um until next week god save the pod i don't need to be like so creepy about it so impatient so impatient but i love you despite your massive flaws (laughs) i bring mindless entertainment to the masses (laughs) her majesties of royally obsessed have retired for this episode god save the pod and if you fancy the podcast give royally obsessed the royal rating of five stars on apple podcasts follow us on instagram at royally obsessed podcast and join our facebook group royally obsessed Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.